Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. I'm Omni. And I'm Saudi. And today's episode is all about the five love languages and self-love. We all have the ability to love and receive love. But depending on our stage in life and our past experiences, we tend to lean more towards one love language in general. I think everybody has several, but one dominant one is usually the go-to. There is five love languages, words of affirmation, gift giving, quality time, access service, or physical touch. And we'll get more into that. That was basically discovered in 1992 by Dr. Gary Chapman. And he wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. And I have never talked to one person that doesn't associate or confirm this way of looking at it. Right. I just heard about it when you let me know a Mm -hmm. few months ago. And when I took the quiz, because you can go online and you can Mm -hmm. pretty much just type in love language quiz and a bunch of them will pop up and you can probably just use any of them. They're free. Yeah. And I took my love language quiz and I was like, Oh my God, this makes so much Mm -hmm. sense. They even have it for teenagers and kids. Mm -hmm. You can take the quiz with your kids and find out what their love language is as well. Because when we talk about relationships, we're talking about all relationships, partnerships, your friendships, and your children. An easy, quick technique you can do with your kids is you could look at them and say, how do you know mommy loves you? And the way they answer is very telling on what their dominant love languages at the time. My son said, well, you do things for me. And that's acts of service. My other kid says, you tell me you love me. Words of affirmation. Another kid says, you hug and cuddle me. That's physical touch. And I think the other one talked about quality time stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see that they all have different dominant ones. But also, I know you were doing a lot of research on this. You talked about how they can change too. Yeah. So your love language can change throughout the years. It can change from relationship to relationship. It can change on how you've put effort into healing levels of yourself. Mm -hmm. It can change from just growing up and maturing and things like that. But I think is really cool about this is once I learned what my love language was, I just started thinking about all of my relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Mine is words of affirmation. So sometimes I would feel like in relationships where I was the one that was giving words of affirmation to other people because that's what I needed in Mm -hmm. return. And I would get so frustrated and even leave relationships because they weren't giving me what I was putting out to them. And I'm like, well, their love language was probably not words of affirmation. Right. And I was giving them what I thought was this love. And I'm like, I'm doing everything for you. I'm telling you how much you're loved, how worthy you are, and all of these words of affirmation every single day. And you're just, what, cooking dinner for me yeah. every once in a while? I will tell you now that me and my ex-husband did not have the same love languages. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny now looking back at it because I remember getting into arguments with each other and I I remember him specifically saying, do you even love me? And I was like, I'm cleaning the house right now. Right, exactly. Like, acts of service is one of my love languages. It's not my dominant one, but I default to that one mm-hmm. when I'm not feeling loved. I will cut off my affection to you, you know, my physical touch to you because I'm not feeling loved, but I will default to showing you acts of service to show I still love you. I'm just upset. Exactly. And so that's why I'm so excited mm-hmm. to do this episode. We have so much to go over with you guys. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go over step by step, which each one of the love languages are. And then we're even going to talk about the downside of them. This was so cool. (laughs) 
Yep. So stick with us, you guys. This is going to be fun. Thank you for joining in. Absolutely. And then we're going to go into self-love, some techniques and rituals and everyday things you can do to just show yourself some love. This one, everybody's going to know how to love themselves more and love their family more. It was kind of funny when we went over the test and I was like, I really denied gift giving as one of my love languages because I always had it in my head that was materialistic and I didn't understand it because I, God, I remember telling my boyfriend in high school, I don't care if you buy me roses. You going, taking the time and effort to go pick me flowers means more to me than you spending a bunch of money on me. Yeah. And I feel like that's for me too. A lot of women feel that Mm -hmm. way. It's like, no, you don't have to get anything for me Mm -hmm. because they don't want to feel like a burden, like a burden or like they're superficial. Yeah. That might really be their love language and they're denying themselves of that because they're afraid of how they're going to look or how they're going to come off. Mm -hmm. So gift giving is basically taking the time out to think of your partner. It can be anywhere from you're running by their favorite fast food place and you pick them up dinner from there because you know they like it. Or it could be buying that nice diamond ring. Or maybe for someone like me, I would rather have like a crystal as a ring. And I think that's a super cool idea. I actually have these two friends. They're beautiful. Anyways, they end up having a green stone that meant a lot to them. Because when they got together, it was around 4th of July, and they had green fireworks go off when they first kissed. It was such a cute little story. Mm -hmm. And they're getting married. And he went and took it to a jeweler to have this green stone ground down for their wedding rings. I love that. Yeah. And that meant so much. Yeah, the whole thing about the premise behind mm-hmm. having gift giving is symbolic yes. more than anything. So it's more about symbolizing your affection in a physical form that they have something that reminds them of your love. Yeah. And it can be just as simple as you shared a bag of chips at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, he comes home with that bag. You're going to sit home and watch a movie together. And he brings those exact chips to you. And you share them in bed and watch a movie to somebody that gift giving is a major part of their love language Mm -hmm. that's just going to make them melt and if you want to talk about something more expensive like a wedding ring Mm -hmm. some people might be like oh it doesn't matter I'll just have a band but to the people that are gift receivers yeah it symbolizes infinite endless eternal love that sits on their finger directly leading to their heart. Yeah, there's even folklore around why the wedding ring is on that finger. In ancient times, they believe that the vein that goes through that finger, your wedding ring finger, was the vein that led straight back to your heart. So it was symbolic to wear the ring on that finger because it showed your love for that person. It's connected to your heart directly. So that's why that's the wedding ring. So even that's symbolic. So somebody that is a gift receiver, it's not necessarily about the price tag it's more about the thought put into it's it the effort behind it exactly yeah. now if this girl was married to somebody where ten thousand dollars was nothing and they sent their assistant down to buy the ring that would be nothing to them right exactly not because they didn't spend more money that they would appreciate more like a personalized t-shirt or a coffee cup or a calendar with like mm-hmm. you've been together for a year and you have all these pictures and you put them on a calendar for every month or something like it can be cheesy it yeah. can be corny it could be something very simple. It doesn't really have to be money. It's these types of people 
their mind likes to have something physically tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, pay attention. If you see your partner in a store and they pick something up and they look at it for a while and they have a big smile on their face and then they put it down, keep a mental note of that. Have like a little notebook that you're like, oh, I noticed this. Or my partner mentioned this, that they would really love to have this like tarot deck. And yeah. They showed me and they got all excited about it. Don't just forget about it. Yeah. Write that down. Keep a mental note and then gift yeah. that to them. We all have phones in our hand. We have a little computer. Yeah, computers in her hand put it in your notes yeah or like when you saw a goddess statue oh yes that was such a beautiful story so i had seen a goddess statue at ross and i picked it up i was by myself and then i put it back down because it was a little bit expensive and i was there to get other things and then i got home and i told my husband about it and he's like well explain it to me what does it look like where was it and on his way home from work he stopped and got it for me on the way home gift giving is zero on my list of love languages yeah but it still like meant everything to me yeah because he understood the assignment (laughs) (laughs) obviously his love language is gift giving if he's good mm-hmm. at gift. Like, yeah, that's up there on his. Yeah. When we took the test, we were saying that makes so much sense because I've always said Saudi's so good at pumping me up or making me feel good about things when I put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. Even when she critiques me, it's wrapped in these compliments. And so I receive her criticism so much better than anybody else around me. And she was like, girl, I should have known your <laughs> number one love language was gift giving. You give presents all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing gifts that you give too. <laughs> and then I felt bad because I was like, well, I don't give you very many gifts. And it's really hard for people with this love language mm-hmm. because there's that heavy cloud above it where it's like, you're greedy, you're superficial. If I buy you a gift, you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is how I receive love. Just understand it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be expensive or fancy. It no. just needs to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like I wish exactly. they would change that to thoughtfulness. Yeah. But it promotes that these people like to have a visible symbol yeah. that they can see. And it reminds them of how much they're loved by you. Yeah. So that's all it is. With acts of service, if you bring me a cup of coffee in the morning, I've told my partner, like, that means a lot to me. I know it doesn't seem like much to you. That means so much to me. Just Mm -hmm. taking something off my plate that you know is actively on my plate and stressing me out means a lot. Right. A lot of times people with acts of service as their main love language, not every one of them, but a lot of them, they're used to doing everything by themselves. They get Mm -hmm. up, they, you know, from sunup to sundown, like they're handling business, they're stopping and getting their gas, they're getting groceries, they're cooking. It's just from the time they get up until the time they go to bed, they're doing things. Mm -hmm. If your partner or friend comes in and they're like, oh, I see you're cooking. Let me do these dishes. Yeah. Or wake up a little bit early and start your coffee for you. Yeah. Just these very small acts of service means a lot. Like pick up the groceries one day. It's like, hey, I'm getting off work early. I'm going to stop and buy. Oh, my partner just did that yesterday. Oh, <laughs> see? <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you so much. But yeah, usually people like that, they have hectic lifestyles and they're just used to handling everything on their own and these people that like acts of service they're not going to tell you they like acts of service I'm not your mother I shouldn't have to tell you they feel like they're a burden at the same time and they just feel like it's just easier if I do it by myself kind of thing and so it does really mean a lot because these people that have this as their love language they don't really ask for help very often Mm -hmm. so when they have a partner that recognizes this is their love language Mm -hmm. oh my god 
God. It could stop so many fights, maybe even divorces out there. You know, if people just really knew, hey, she doesn't need me or he doesn't need me to tell them you're doing a great job (laughs) when it's acts of service. Mm -hmm. They just want some of their daily things to be taken off their plate for them. Yeah. Or just out of the blue, just do something randomly nice for them. Yeah, absolutely. That is acts of service. So my partner's number one is quality time. And I struggle with it because to me, I'm like, oh, we're watching a movie together sitting in the same room. And that's not quality time to him. So quality time. That's a big one, too. Mm -hmm. And I love the quote, I'm alone, but never lonely. Yeah. And I think that's a really good quote for people that are really love quality time. Mm-hmm. So people with quality time as their love language strive for focused attention. So these people don't just want you in the same room as then. They need you to give your full attention to them. Which is so, so hard. So you cannot... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I have ADHD, so I'm always like, do you right. understand that I can't so focus if, on shit? So if you are that person that needs quality time or you're with somebody that that's their love language, mm-hmm. it's not really about the amount of time. It's about the quality of time that you do have with them. Mm-hmm. So they would rather the dishes pile up in the sink and you actually sit down with them, give them eye contact and talk to them and give them your full undivided attention. Not while you're washing the dishes or you're doing the laundry or you're on your phone. Mm -hmm. Like that is the way to hurt somebody that strives for quality time. Especially as somebody with ADHD, I focus by doing things. Mm -hmm. And so when my partner's like, look at me and focus I'm like I can't but you can knowing that it's hurting them not doing it Mm -hmm. then you can sit down and give them that time yeah and maybe work out like we'll sit down and do that tarot game we've talked about in previous episodes or little things that we've talked about and communicated about and making the effort towards doing because that's probably the hardest one for me and that's his number one. Okay. So what you maybe need to practice is every single day, just Mm -hmm. even if it's five minutes, Mm -hmm. stop what you're doing and talk to him Yeah, for five or 10 minutes, all ears and eyes, attention, his way, let him feel heard and acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And that goes a long way. Yeah. Because no matter how much you're loving him, because you're in there cooking Mm -hmm. dinner for him, or you're doing this for him, that's not how he receives it. On the other side, words of affirmation is one of my higher ones. And it's really hard for him. He thinks it in his head, but he doesn't say it out loud. You're pretty. And so that's something we've had to work through where we discuss, hey, I want to hear this from you. You're who matters to me. I want to hear that you think I'm beautiful. That's funny. We're the same. We both have the same issue as well. Because with my husband, I know he loves me. I know he thinks I'm beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I tell him I need to hear it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I think it. You know, I love it love you and Mm -hmm. I'm like well if you're thinking it then you need to say it because I need to hear it yeah so we've actually had to sit down and have a talk where nothing else matter time stands still I'm looking at him he's looking at me and I'm telling him what I need oh you have that technique rubbing each other's feet oh yeah well I don't rub his feet very much (laughs) (laughs) but yeah when he really wants to get my attention because I'm kind of all over the place too yeah and it's something serious he started doing this a long time ago he's like lay down let me rub your feet and he'll start rubbing my feet and get the lotion and I'm in a calm relax and I can't slap him or anything (laughs) (laughs) and then he'll tell me something that's been on his mind something that's been on his heart that he really wants to talk about something that's serious yeah and it's beautiful 
because it really does calm me down. And I can't do anything else. Like I'm laying there getting a foot massage. There's no TV. I can't get up and do dishes or get my attention elsewhere. I'm fully focused in the moment and what's going on. Right. It kind of shows you that he still loves you, even though he has this problem that you Mm -hmm. guys need to work through. Right. Exactly. The attention that they want Mm -hmm. that you need to give them is nothing else in the world is more important than this moment Mm -hmm. right now. You are the most important thing. You are my focus. That's quality time. Well, one thing that we do is if we're working through an argument, he's very big on just hold my hand so I know you still love me. Mm -hmm. So even though we're arguing and we're working through something in the moment, he knows I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. And so that lets him know that even though we disagree in the moment, I'm still present with him and giving him that time. And even if you're present with him, you're in the room, you're like, we just spent the last two days off together. Mm -hmm. What do you mean I'm not giving you quality time? Yeah, He can still be feeling ignored and you're not paying attention to him. People leave for things like that. Mm -hmm. And also he needs to be able to speak out on that. So if this is your love language, it's very important that you let that be known. You make it really clear because like with all of these love languages, if that's not your top love language and you have different ones with your partner or your kids or your friendships, you're going to think you're doing everything right. Yeah. And then you're going to get frustrated. You're like, I do all these things and Mm -hmm. you're not showing me you love me. And they're like, I fucking show you I love you every day because I buy you gifts and I spend quality time with you and I do all these things. And you're like, yeah, but you haven't told me I'm pretty today. Yeah. You don't gas me up. Yeah. And so just knowing these is like gold. It is. And you can totally be with somebody with different love languages than you. But it's just acknowledging them and knowing them. And it is hard for people to say, hey, I'm not feeling safe in this relationship Mm -hmm. or I'm not feeling validated in this relationship. And this is what I need to fix it. I always say my words of affirmation cup is running low. And (laughs) part of it is just really being able to express what you need in your relationships. And as long as that person's willing to hear you, then you can get through it. Right. And you have kids too. Your kids have all different love languages. And so you can be like, well, I'm an amazing mom. I take you to sports and list off a million things. You're like, I do everything for you. And one of them could be like, when's the last time you gave me a hug? Yeah. When's the last time you just cuddled on the couch with me and watched a movie and gave me your unconditional attention? Yeah. And that just gives me chills because Mm -hmm. where the fuck was this when my kids were little? You know, (laughs) my kids are all grown up now and I'm like, well, I fucked them up. (laughs) Did the best I could. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Where's my grandkids? Let me do this test with them because <laughs> you need to know what their love language is. But it's is. never so too late. Important. It's so important. Yeah, it's never too late. Oh, because... yeah. As soon as I found out about this, I send it to all my kids and I was yeah. screenshot, show me what your love language is. And I was surprised with a few of them. Yeah. That because I thought for sure it would be a certain love language and it wasn't. And you were like, damn. I was like, damn. Well, because also weren't you saying that love languages can change? Yeah, they can change. So from being a child to a teenager, to Mm -hmm. an adult, to different relationships. Just because my number one love language is gift giving or gift receiving doesn't mean it will always be that or it has always been that. Now it is been pretty prominent for a long time and I just probably because I denied it or like physical touch. Oh yeah let's talk about physical touch. Yeah. I like this one a lot because there's so many different facets to it and a lot of people immediately think physical touch, sex. I mean, that's part of it. You know, I mean, it is part of it, but especially I want to be gender fluid here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But in a typical male-female relationship, if a male's 
physical touch. The woman usually thinks, oh, well, God. Like, well, yeah, because that's the only way we get back rubs if you want to <laughs> dip, dip your dip Yeah, five-second back rub. I'd yeah. rather just go pay for one. No, thank you. <laughs> it's never a back rub. <laughs> Ladies, never. That's <laughs> how you get pregnant. It's true. <laughs> so, all right. Holding hands, hugs, kisses playing with your hair, giving yeah. each other massages. So it's not only just about sex. It could be just like, I need a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. When I'm upset, I just want to be held. I want to cry. I want to be able to talk while I'm being touched in yeah. some way. You were talking about your man just likes his hand held mm-hmm. while you're talking. Yep. Or just a hug from behind. Yeah, You're in there making dinner, making coffee, and they just come up from behind you and give you a big hug. Yeah, Cuddling, yeah. cuddling up in bed for a few minutes before you even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite thing yeah don't just get right out of bed lay with them rub their back play with their hair especially if physical touch is top on their list and that's how they receive love Mm -hmm. you're starting their day with love and the way that they receive it even if you just play with their hair give them a couple little kisses and say i love you and get out of bed yeah you just started their day with so much love and love the way they receive it. It's the one where me and my partner match up. We both, that's our number two. And then people with physical touch will actually teach you how they like to be touched. Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll come up and give you this really strong hug. That's the way you hug them. When you come up to them, you give them a strong hug. Or maybe they like to give these quick little sneak kisses. Then you sneak and kiss them kisses too Mm -hmm. because you're learning by mirroring what they like. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have your own say in the process because maybe you don't like strong hugs. But that would come with you being able to communicate and be like, hey, I love giving you big, strong hugs because I know that's what you like. But sometimes I really like to just be held and caressed softly. Mm -hmm. And I like long, passionate kisses instead of short, little sneaky kisses. But know that that's how they receive it. So when you're trying to give them love you're giving them the love in the way that they receive it the best yeah it's crazy that you say that because that's literally what I've gone through with my partner he's like well I touch you the way I think I would like to be touched and he'll always like rub the base of my skull and I'm like that hurts but for him he gets tension headaches that feels Mm -hmm. really good for him I like my hair to be played with I'll literally he'll be laying on the couch and I'll go sit on the floor right next to him to be like here's my head (laughs) oh and that's the thing that leads me back to Really getting to know somebody in the beginning, like I said, I wish I would have known about these in my past relationships, because what if you meet somebody, you go on a couple dates with them and you're like, hey, let's talk about our likes and dislikes. What's your love language? And they say, oh, physical touch definitely is my number one love language. And that's like at the bottom of your list. Yeah. You can talk about that and discuss that before you start getting into a relationship with this person, because what we tend to do, it's not healthy, but a lot of people tend to get into a relationship. They're like, oh, well, I can give him physical touch. I can do that because everything about him is just amazing. Yeah. And then they're in a relationship for six months and she's not rubbing his back before they get out of bed and she's not touching his hand at dinner and she's not doing these things and he feels like I'm losing her or him or the other, you know, however it goes. And then on the other flip side, you're feeling smothered. These are really big, important things to talk about when you get into a relationship with somebody knowing what their love language is right off the bat. So you don't end up having to break up and having your heart broken because you just can't show them the love that they need. Just wasting each other. It's kind of wasting each other's time and it causes pain. Yeah. And it causes feelings of abandonment and rejection and and things like that. That wasn't what you set out to do. That wasn't your purpose. Right. But it's what you ended up doing. 
yeah. to another human being. Or let's say you're a step parent. You enter into a relationship with a brand new kid like me. I have a bonus kid. When I met her, she was five. I didn't spend the first five years of her life raising her. So really getting to know what their love language is and her love language is for sure physical touch and she knows it and it's so great because she's always like can I have a hug she asked for the physical touch so it's important to know in every relationship sense too not just your own kids but coming into the life of new kids let's say you meet somebody that becomes your new BFF and they're in your life a lot it's really nice to know their love language when their birthday comes around and you want to get them a present or show that you care about them it's easy thing if you're looking to find out to accomplish. <laughs> I also wanted to touch on maybe some of the darker aspects. Yes, this part was super cool. It taught me a lot about myself and I also crowdsourced on this. When I first read this part, I was like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because lying is the number one thing and I hate lying. Yeah, same. So for words of affirmation, what could possibly be negative about it if you're not in your power mm-hmm. is lying or manipulating with words. Or the other part was cutting deep with words if you're angry. Mm-hmm. So I talked to some friends. The guy I talked to was talking about words of affirmation. And I said, well, a toxic trait of that is you could tear people down. And I didn't relate to it at the time because I was like, well, I don't do that. That's really mean. And he goes, oh, yeah, if you really make me mad, I will cut you with my words. And that's when it clicked for me. Oh, yeah, I was that person. And I do think sometimes I can hurt this person with my words, but I stop myself. (laughs) Yeah, because if you can use those words of affirmation to gas somebody up and make them feel like they're the most important thing in this world, you can really use your words to make them feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And I will say that I have healed a lot of myself in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't do that. But I do know I'm like, okay, I need to stop here because I'm getting to a toxic level where Mm -hmm. I'm going to hurt your feelings. And I I've said yeah. that to people before. I've said that to I'm, I'm, gonna I'm hurt like, I'm going to shut up. Don't talk to me. And yeah. don't, I'm, I'm just going to shut up right now. Yeah. Take a break. Take a little vow of silence because <laughs> I'm about to fuck you up with my words for real. Like, I love that. I'm going to take a little vow of silence. Right. <laughs> That's and, amazing. <laughs> and I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I really used to do that when I was unhealed. Yeah. The more I've healed, the better I've become at it. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, I look back like when my kids were little. Yes. I feel so bad because I would like cut my kids down if they, <laughs> yeah, to a level. And I would do that in my relationships too. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who you are. Yeah. Like you I don't really disrespect had this, me. Yeah, right. It was all about disrespect and back then. Yeah. And I was just like, who do you think you're talking to? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to come at me? me like that okay let's go yeah and I had that attitude we're like all right you, you don't want go? this I got a wicked fat. tongue yeah <laughs> you don't want this battle yeah but if they would step to me and or overstep then that's what I would do mm-hmm. I do not do that anymore yeah not to that level because yeah. now I've learned to take a step back and be like okay you know like <laughs> have compassion for even yeah you exactly know. but definitely for words of affirmation as much as you can love somebody with your words you can also hurt them and you can't take that back and that's the thing once you say something to somebody that's that vicious mm-hmm. and cuts them to their core of who they are, mm-hmm. yeah, you can make it up to them. Time heals all pain and all that other stuff, but they're always going to keep that in the back of their mind that you yeah. fucking said that to them. Oh, when yeah. When you 
you said it, you meant it. And could you imagine if their love language was also words of affirmation, how much more that cuts Oh yeah, and that's the part of it because you have the words of affirmation. We accept love that Mm -hmm. way. So when you tell us how great you are, Mm -hmm. and I was laughing about it when I found out that was mine because I'm like, yeah, I'm happy as long as everybody just tells me how great I am all the time. (laughs) But it it goes so much deeper than that. It's just being recognized for what you are. If you think I'm pretty, tell me I'm pretty. If you think I did a good job today, tell me you think I did Mm -hmm. a good job. Say what you're thinking or I think that you don't think good things about me at all. Yeah. Well, another part of that I think is having trouble being critiqued. Oh, yeah. So just like people can gas me up. If they say something to criticize me, Mm -hmm. I hold that. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't care what other people think. I do. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that if somebody said something horrible about me, that I'm not going to take that in. Uh, Some people, they might not care. If that's at the bottom of their list, they might be like, eh, well, it goes in one ear and out the other one. Don't care what people think. Yeah. That might be true for them. For people with words of affirmation as their love language, Mm -hmm. that is not true. It will hurt you. I've even gotten to the point where me and my partner, I've said we can't argue in text because me having words of affirmation as my love language, if I go back and read that, which I fucking will, it just hurts my feelings. I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to show you this six months from now. (laughs) Guilty! Oh, you never said that? Hold on a second. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Look, right here. (laughs) So you never want to put shit in writing with us because we will save that shit. And and we'll read it too when we're Mm -hmm. feeling low and it'll bring us even lower. So don't do it. So yeah, Yeah. we have a pact where if if it's an actual argument in text, we're like, we're going to hold on until we can talk face to face. Yeah, we're to us people or we're different breeds. (laughs) Guilty. Um, so yeah, so the second one would be acts of service. Yeah. So if your love language is acts of service, the toxic trait of that mm-hmm. would probably be not asking for help. Uh, and guilty. Pro- and procrastinating. Guilty again. God damn it. I blame that on my ADHD, but it really is probably. No, it's probably about part yeah. of your love language. Yeah. A lot of people that acts of services are love language. They get in this hostile mentality where they're like, fuck, man, nobody helps me. Mm-hmm. Nobody does shit for me. I do everything by myself. This is bullshit. And it causes you to get really, really angry and resentful. really resentful and hurt. Mm-hmm. I swear my mom must have had this as one of hers <laughs> because she would get pissed every day when she cleaned the house <laughs> I swear she was really nice cooked me lunch and all the stuff then she started cleaning and she was just like a fucking crazy person she was <laughs> slamming pots and pans cussing people out that weren't there god damn it blah 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 I just yeah. did this yesterday and nobody get-. and I was just like hey, shit <laughs> Now looking back on it, it was probably because she would have loved for somebody to get up and do something. She was a stay at home mom. That was just her job. Yeah. And so she just didn't get any help with it because that was her job. Yeah. Fuck my dad for not, (laughs) you know, sorry, dad, if you're listening. Yeah. But but no, for for him not being a part of that. Yeah. Just expecting her. That was a different day and age. Yeah. But it still happens to this day. And especially with people that have this as their love language, they can really be damaged and hurt. I've definitely been there. See, this is another toxic trait. People with this acts of service, they don't know how to ask for help. Yep. that's So yep. you're fucking mad at people for not helping you and you haven't sat down for a second and communicated mm-hmm. that I need your help with this. 
Yeah, because my go-to is like, I'm not your mother. It is exhausting to ask somebody to do stuff. But on the flip side They're of that. mind readers either. Though. Exactly. And yeah. if you're there used to seeing you do everything by mm-hmm. yourself, they don't think twice about it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe sometimes they have asked if they could help and you bit their head off or something. Oh, I've been there. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> Like, I'm owning that. <laughs> yeah. So people have to kind of be cautious with mm-hmm. people that acts of service are in their top love mm-hmm. language because they could be doing something and they don't even want to be bothered. They're just so over it that they're just like, I'm just going to do it all by myself. And somebody sees their anger, like their partner, one of their mm-hmm. kids and be like, hey, is there anything I can do to help? And you're like, no, I got it. <laughs> you know, so they're like, OK, I guess I'll just sit down and watch TV. And then you give them a dirty look as they go sit down while you're doing everything. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is really getting to know ourselves yeah. as well well taking a good hard look at ourselves mm-hmm. and just be like oh yeah that's toxic as fuck yeah i need to work on that and i need to realize that the people that love me will help me and they mm-hmm. will support me and they will love me the way that i need to be loved but i need to ask for it yeah absolutely and then when they give it to you you have to learn how to receive it yeah because that is something i struggle with now because even though i've gotten enough healing to ask for help or explain what i need help with a lot of times my partner will help me with something and i'll be like I didn't need help with that. I need help with this. Instead of just being grateful that they are trying to help you. You're just like, oh, that's not. That's when you go back to your shadow. And we did the whole thing about shadow work. Episode 21. So, yeah, that's some shadow work that you need to do, babe. Uh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) And fucking ask for help. Okay. Anyway. Okay. But we love you guys. Yes. So receiving gifts. Okay, so for gift giving, because when I first read the toxic trait of this is when your love language is gift giving, you could have a problem with overspending on yourself or a shopping addiction, whatever. And I'm like, I don't have that. Maybe impulse shopping, Mm. I thought. And then the more I read into it, impulse shopping was one of them. I do impulse shop. And that's what I got. I got impulse shopping Mm -hmm. and materialism as well. Mm -hmm. Like nothing you get is ever going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. You buy a house, but I want a bigger house. Somebody buys you a diamond ring and you're like, well, that's not big enough. Yeah. And you're just super materialistic because there's something lacking within yourself and you're not fixing the problem. So the more money you have, the more expensive things and the more things. It's a hole. <laughs> so it's kind of like taping sandwiches to a homeless person who's yeah. starving. You're not really feeding yourself the nourishment that you're truly are craving. That can happen with the gift giving. And that's probably where the whole mentality goes back to. Am I being selfish? Yeah. So it's a fine line the the gift giving one is a tricky one right to deal with yeah because for me i'll definitely impulse shop and i know my partner struggles where he's like it's hard for me to buy you presents because you'll just buy what you want Mm -hmm. which is true if i really want it i'll just get it for myself but i don't feel like i spend thousands of dollars on myself i don't get gucci bags but it doesn't have to be like that Mm -hmm. it's not that you're spending you could go to ross and spend 200 bucks and right. just impulsively do it for no reason. Because you're feeling low about yeah. yourself. When, when really... you have 10 outfits in the closet with the tag still on it that mm-hmm. from your last impulse shopping. Yeah. Well, then the other girl I talked to, I was like, what's your love language? She said gift giving, basically. And it was so cute because her boyfriend had brought her flowers in that night. And it was so sweet. It was the cutest thing ever. I love their love. And I said, do you have a problem with impulse shopping or overspending on yourself? And she goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. If I want something. Well, and another thing, too, if that's your love language, Mm -hmm. you can kind of be cold with other people because sometimes you'll give people Mm -hmm. the love language that 
is your top love language. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, it's not theirs. And so this happens a lot with, I don't want to like stereotype, but with men Mm -hmm. where they're not giving a lot of attention to their family, but then they'll take them on a big trip. Yep. Do something wrong and bring home flowers because they feel Mm -hmm. guilty. They're using that as an escape to not actually spend quality time or actually do words of affirmation or Mm -hmm. any other type of love. And they just use their money to, oh, here's a gift. Here's a necklace. Or why don't you guys go take a trip to the beach? So that can be another toxic part if you are a gift giver. And that's your language because he's thinking, okay, I'm I'm bringing in the money or she and I'm providing for my household. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to do anything else. Right. So it can be a toxic part of the gift giving. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So the toxic part of quality time is Mm self-isolation or withdrawal. Yep. That's my partner. I already told him. I was like, you do this too. Because <laughs> his top love language is quality time and self-isolation is absolutely when he's feeling low. And it's usually when you're feeling low on love and you're feeling down, this is what you convert to. This is what it, we're talking about. So the last one we have go over is physical touch because the toxic side of physical touch and I 100% relate to this and I do this and this is something that all my past relationships have told me is that I can get super cold if I'm upset with you, if I'm not feeling loved by you, because if your top love language is physical touch, you could not want to be touched. You can withdraw your touch from the other person and get real cold. I do that. I don't mean to do that. And that's when I convert into acts of service. Like, I don't want you to touch me. I'm mad at you. But or I'll still I'm make upset, dinner for you. But I'll still make dinner to show I love you. Yeah. I do that too. I take it a step further where we all have auras. It's scientifically proven we have a magnetic energy field to us, which is like our auras. Right. I cut my energy off to, yeah. to you. Uh-huh. So I'm like, not only am I not kissing you mm-hmm. or touching you or letting you touch or kiss me, I am cutting my energy from you. And mm-hmm. I don't think I ever realized I was doing it until we did the research for this episode because I even talked to my therapist about it years ago. And that's a form of abuse. You're abusing mm-hmm. them by taking your love away from them mm-hmm. in the way that they need it. Yeah. And the way that they receive it. So you don't have to hit somebody to be abusive to yeah. them. All you got to do is find out what their love language is mm-hmm. and then deny them. Of- yeah. I have a funny story. Mm -hmm. So me and my husband were in an argument about something. We don't argue very often. It must have been something that really hurt me at the time. But we got into an argument one day and he came home and I was like, well, you're going to have to get your own dinner. I already ate. I'm not hungry. I'm going to bed. And I was just done for the day. So he's like, what am I going to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. Go to Burger King since you love it that much. I don't eat fast food. Yeah. I was like, go to Burger King. So he reluctantly did because we're a team. And I usually cook the dinner. He buys the food. He washes the dishes. Like, that's how we are. Right. And that's how I show him that I love him is I cook for him every night. Yeah. I put a lot of love and time and effort into every single meal that I make him. And so I kind of like took that away from him that day. And he can just go ahead and eat Burger King. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking he's probably happy about that because he doesn't get it very often. Mm -hmm. So we went to work the next day, didn't really see each other. The things that were problem did not get resolved. And I didn't get the text during the day that I was expecting. Like, I'm sorry, let's come home let's talk about it so I was in my feelings right so I didn't cook dinner again I went and got myself a salad and I ate that (laughs) and he got home from work you know he wasn't rude about it or anything but he's like do we have any plans for dinner and I was like I already ate my dinner you can go get your own you can go to Burger King again (laughs) and he did not get upset he smiled he's like what Burger King twice in two days 
And he put his shoes on and went and got Burger King. And I cannot tell you how lucky this man is that I am (laughs) fucking healed because I was just like, no, the fuck he didn't. I'm upset. I'm withholding my love. This is a serious issue because I don't act like this. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be happy about getting Burger King twice in two days. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's got me all the way fucked up. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. And he gets home and I'm glad I don't act on the things that I think inside my head because I'm watching him eat that burger and I'm thinking, I hope he chokes. (laughs) I don't want him to die, but I hope he chokes a lot. I hope he throws that whole fucking... I hope he gets food poisoning. (laughs) I hope he throws that whole burger up and I like had these thoughts of just like shoving the whole burger like down his throat and be like is that good like how do you like it now and so I was just like what the fuck and so we ended up talking about it later and he was like oh man that was the worst Burger King I ever ate and I'm so sorry so that's how things can really get toxic yeah toxic yeah you know because you're trying to take your love language away from somebody mm-hmm. and then they're like okay cool they're just cool with it yeah and you're like am i not fucking appreciated all these yeah. nights that i cook dinner and you're happy about getting burger right. king like fuck you yeah <laughs> yeah so your toxic traits can backfire on you yeah because i was mad and i thought i was punishing him mm-hmm. and he wasn't phased at all yeah and then i ended up getting more mad and more hurt i shouldn't have done that like we should have had a conversation see we talk about our stuff because we're not perfect either so yeah if you're all listening and you're like oh shoot i've done that or i feel like a bad person everybody does things like this what's important is our mantra keep your mind open and mm-hmm. learn from them right which is why we're talking about this and don't ever get happy about burger yeah. king around me i swear <laughs> to god oh fuck you up word, oh lord word on the street is that burger came burned to the ground <laughs> The word on the street is your husband's never had Burger King again. <laughs> Hope you choke every time you even think about Burger King. You got me fucked up. But it taught me a lesson too because I was yeah. like thinking that I was really hurting him and I ended up hurting myself. Yeah. In the process. Yeah, which is why it's important to learn uh-huh. how to fill up your own cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm really glad we're talking about this too because in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about things that you can do for yourself. Because a lot of these things with the love languages, what we need to receive from other people. Yeah. So what we're going to be talking about next is how we can give those things to ourselves. Yeah. So you don't expect other people to fill your cups. Yeah. Or at least take the pressure off of everybody a little bit and start doing some of these things for yourself. And do some healing. Because like we said, our top love language is words of affirmation. And when we used to get angry when we were younger we would cut people with our words but now we don't so just because that is the toxic side of your love language doesn't mean you can't heal and do shadow work and work on not doing that and a lot of times if you learn how to fill up your cup just a little bit you don't revert to the toxic side because your cup's never empty which is why it's important to learn Uh how to fill up your own cup yeah exactly so speaking of your own cup Mm -hmm. the next thing we're going to be talking about is how to give yourself what you need through your own love language. And this could be because you're alone. It could be because you don't want to put all of that weight of satisfying your love Mm -hmm. needs 
onto the people around you. Yeah, it's not just their responsibility. Right. It's your responsibility too to recognize your own language and love yourself the way that you want to be loved. Absolutely. I want to start with words of affirmation. We keep going back to that because that's our shit. Yeah. Keep an affirmation journal or gratitude journal. Yeah. So just write down everything that you're grateful for. If you hear an affirmation, write Mm -hmm. that down. If you're like, it resonated with you, it gave you chills, be like, oh, I'm going to write that one down or something that comes to your mind. For me, because I get ready in front of a mirror every morning, I'll write it with dry erase marker on my mirror. Oh, yeah. I have something like that. I had sticky notes. Yeah. If you do the sticky notes, make sure you change them every week so that you don't forget to read them. Oh, okay. Because if you leave them up for long enough, you're going to forget they're even there. They're going to become part of a fixture on your wall or when you're brushing your teeth. Usually people brush their teeth in front of a mirror. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Look at yourself and this has been scientifically proven to rewire your brain for self-love is say, I love you. I'm proud of you. You are worthy. It rewires your brain. But yeah, just to chime Um, in on that. (laughs) But I didn't know about changing them either because I don't change out my sticky notes but I'm going to start doing it. Because now that you mention it, yeah, once it's there for a while, you don't look at it as mm-hmm. often. Or, you know, change the color of the sticky note, even yes. if it's the same word, like instead of it being pink, make it blue, make it purple. Yeah. One with flowers or So you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change yeah. it up. That's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I really like this one. You create a self-compliment jar. So when you're really feeling in your power and you're like watching yourself in the mirror, jiggle your booty and you're like, oh my God, look at how I move. Yeah. Write that down and fold it up, put it in the jar. Mm -hmm. Or if you're feeling a day where you're just like super confident in something, you're just like really in love with yourself, Mm -hmm. write what you're feeling about yourself while you're empowered in that moment. Yeah. And think it and say it out loud and write it down and put it in the jar. And then on a day you're just feeling like shit. You go over to that jar and you pick up one of those or all of them, doesn't matter. Yeah. Pick one up and look at it. You're going to remember how you felt in that moment when yep. you wrote it. And it's going to remind you and it's going to make you feel exactly the way that you did in that moment where you felt powerful. Because you are. But, well, yeah, you're a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. And practice self-love affirmation meditations mm-hmm. too. Google search it. Look up on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you listen to yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you just type in words of affirmation. And find one that you really like. Add it to your playlist and listen to it. We talked about listening to music. We have a whole episode on vibrations and frequencies. I tend to listen to 528 hertz. And there's a whole... That's for your heart chakra. And it makes you feel love. I'll go to sleep listening to it if I'm feeling down. If I'm feeling sad, I'll put it on. I had it on in the car, blaring. It really helps put you in a better yeah, mindset it's words of affirmation but even the vibration mm-hmm. of the word love will resonate yeah that's beautiful i love that yeah. one so yeah when you think about words of affirmation it's not just what you're hearing it can be a letter written to yourself too those are words yes and words what do they do they cast spells yes they right? do that's why they call it spelling yeah <laughs> that's what they say continue <laughs> to boost yourself up mm-hmm. and then who knows a year of you doing this type of self-love mm-hmm. for yourself it might not be words of affirmation anymore right. can change it yeah and also acknowledge how far you've come because mm-hmm. everybody's on a different journey Journey. And you could look at the oldest, wisest person that you know that's lived this grateful life that you really look up to. 
and they seem like they know everything, but they're on one lifetime and many. And so look at them not as a staple to where like, well, I didn't accomplish as much as they did when they were my age. Well, you know what? Maybe you've accomplished 50 more lifetimes in them. Yeah, exactly. Acknowledge how far you've come in your life and be grateful to yourself. Don't be so hard yeah, on yourself. Give yourself credit for how far you've yes. come. Yes, yeah, exactly. And also learn to forgive yourself. There's a lot of things in my life where I was like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And I'm really hard on myself. But if I were my child, I would look at my child and say, give yourself some grace. Shadow work. Episode (laughs) 21. (laughs) The next one is physical touch. Physical touch is really important to me, too. And I feel like it's just from the time we're born. It's so important to us to be held and kissed and hugged. And that's just born into, I think, every single human being. Yeah. And if you don't have a partner or kids or friends that you can just cuddle up on the couch with and you don't really have anybody like that in your life for physical touch. Well, yeah, that's on my list, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It's like get a cat. They love to The first one that I have is long showers, bubble baths lotions just Mm -hmm. really love yourself that way give yourself massages go buy a membership where you get a massage once a month Mm -hmm. or once a week group on where you're having that (laughs) physical touch Mm -hmm. yoga is another way because when you're stretching and you're doing yoga you are really tapping into your body yeah and into your self yeah your breath and things like that so it's all about body it's Mm -hmm. all about the physical you can get a weighted blanket you can get a pet too like a dog or a cat yeah. or something that you can like cuddle with. I wouldn't recommend like a snake or anything because, you know, get something that's cuddly that loves touch as well. Yeah. There's cuddle parties out there. Oh, there is. Yeah, There I've really is that. cuddle parties. That would be so cool to go to a cuddle party. Yeah. And you're just in a room with a bunch of strangers. I think that would be cool. Like as long as everybody took showers, like yeah. everybody smelled good. As long as everybody was cool, I would love that. I watched a video one time. This was years ago where this guy, you could rent him to come cuddle you. Yeah, they had a lady that did that too. Yeah. And she was making bang, which goes to show how many people need physical touch. Or what if you're widowed? Yeah, there are so many different reasons mm-hmm. out there why people are lonely or they're just I don't want to be in a relationship, but I miss physical touch. Yeah, because maybe it isn't even for a sad reason. Right. <laughs> maybe it's just because they're like, I don't fucking have time for a relationship. Yeah, but I just want to be cuddled and it doesn't have to do with sex. Right. Those are kind of your options back in the day where mm-hmm. you either had to get into a relationship or you had to go get a prostitute. Yeah. Or you friend know? with benefit, or which with is benefit. not very cuddly. Right. Kind of disappointing. <laughs> oh, and in the next episode, I, I'm not even going to really talk about that right now, but soul contracts within sexual mm-hmm. contracts and stuff. So that you're getting into some messy territory yeah. there. But yeah, cuddle parties. That's so cool. You just have to find them. So I have a section I want to talk about, and I'll talk about it here because the first part of it has to do with physical touch and loving yourself is creating a magnetic aura. And one of the ways you can do that is when you're self-pleasuring. So let's get into the physical touch and the sexual part of it. Oh, that's funny because I have toys here too. Oh, really? Yeah, go buy yourself some toys. Fuck yeah, go buy yourself some toys. <laughs> that was my last one. So oh, that's ahead. awesome. Okay. Okay, so when you're self-pleasuring and even when you're thinking about like a lot of times people think about fantasies or they watch porn or whatever, think about you being in that porn and you are the star of it. And that creates this sexual energy. It's like role playing kind of. Yeah. And then you're creating this admiration for yourself and worshiping your own body. And falling in love with your own body. Exactly. Sex magic. But that it's part of how you create a magnetic 
aura. The other part is more like when you're listening to songs, we talked about listening to music and stuff earlier. When you hear a love song or a song that's like, she's a baddie or whatever, think of it like it's written to you. And the other part was mirror gazing. You look at your body and you look at, okay, I got stretch marks and I really feel like I'm insecure about my stretch marks, but then go down the road of why your stretch marks are actually beautiful because they show that you housed possibly a body in you that you grew, opened a portal and brought a soul into this world, mm-hmm. which means you are a goddess. I love that. Yeah, we do. So gift giving, what you can do for yourself. And this kind of blurs the line with impulsive shopping, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Getting yourself beauty items, lotions, mm-hmm expensive perfumes Mm. boiling yourself or go pick yourself some flowers to have in your house get yourself some flowers um go get your nails done yeah just go do something for yourself or something i do is i'm like spa day and what i mean by that is i'm going to be wearing face masks throughout the day and putting conditioners and stuff in my hair so that the next day when i'm getting ready Mm-hmm. I feel extra beautiful because my face is smooth. Right. And you don't have to sit around and wait for somebody else mm-hmm. to give you a gift. You're a boss. Yeah. If you want something, go out and do it. Mm-hmm. When people are in the energy of mm-hmm. gift giving as their love language, it has to come from a place of thoughtfulness, right? So be really mindful. So when you're going to go out and do something for yourself, Make sure it's something that you really, really want. Yeah. Give yourself a gift that you're going to love. Like you said, give yourself some flowers or go out on a date with yourself at a fancy restaurant. Yeah. Order the most expensive thing and just fucking be in your power with it. Yeah. And enjoy every single bite. You don't have to wait for somebody to take you out to dinner. Right. Get dressed up. Spend two hours getting ready, contouring your face or whatever yeah. it is you have to do. You know, put that suit on or whatever it is. Take yourself out to dinner. On this one, you could use sex toys as well. Yeah. Go buy yourself some sex toys or a book maybe that you've been really wanting mm-hmm. to go hand in hand with quality time as well. You're going to get this book and you're going to spend some quality time with yourself. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. And give yourself that gift of peace. Of reading the nastiest fairy smut you've ever read. <laughs> right? With the toys you just bought. And you Hell look good yeah. doing it because you just went to the spa. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Love yourself. Well, a couple little tips and tricks for self-love is talking to your water. Wake up first thing, drink water, talk into it. Self-love. Say you are beautiful. You are worthy. You are ready for the day and put intention into your water and then drink it. It's good for you. What about ritual baths? Saudi sells ritual baths for self-cleaning your spirit and your aura, you can do one for self-love as well. Add herbs and milk and honey with intention. Light some candles. Do it with intention, relaxation, meditation. I'll get down on myself and then I'll get stuck in a negative loop. I've worked enough to help talk myself out of it, but some days are harder than others. Mm -hmm. And so a good thing you can practice doing is when you're thinking negative thoughts, stop, step aside, and think, how would I flip this into a positive? Mm-hmm. I do that with my kids a lot. I do not do that with myself enough. Flipping the negative, like, oh, God, I'm fat. Man, if I looked at myself when I was 20, when I was looking in the mirror being like, oh, I'm fat, mm-hmm. and I'm half the size I am now, I would smack myself. <laughs> like, right. stop it. 
live in the moment. You're beautiful. I mean, just listening through with us and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, this is your love language and this could be the toxic trait that you have that comes mm-hmm. along with this love language. I think it just gives everybody kind of just like an extra piece to their puzzle and it gives them a different view of themselves. It did. It was and very reflecting can, to me. Right. And then you can start working on that. Yeah. I don't know everything. I'm glad I don't because I love learning and yeah. growing and keeping my mind open. But I really love learning about myself. Yeah. And so this has really taught me, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that. And I didn't even realize it was toxic. Yeah. Or I crave that. And I've been mad at other people for not giving me what I need because I didn't even know that's what I needed. Yeah. And now that I know it's what I needed, now I'm going to learn how to communicate that and with other people. So I'm not getting mad and frustrated with them. It can make your life so much easier. Yeah. People can't read your mind. And if you don't even fucking know what you need, how do you expect anybody else to do it? And yeah. You're just running around frustrated. You don't love me. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? It's just another chapter mm-hmm. in getting to know yourself yeah. and learning to love yourself. And it's just like with shadow work. You have to love the bad parts of yourself or exactly. what's perceived as bad just as much as you have mm-hmm. to love the good parts of yourself because there's the contrast there. Yeah. And so when you can really see that, okay, I'm really good at motivating people, but I'm also really good at procrastinating. <laughs> yeah. You're cutting them down yeah. or just look at both sides of it and you can be somewhere in the middle and that's a fucking beautiful place to yeah be. that's a sweet spot to really like know thyself yes lastly i just want to say surround yourself with a tribe mm-hmm. so oh, i love that uh, that's important surrounding yourself with a tribe with your chosen family with people that are going to lift you up and that are going to listen to you and hear you and if you've got the people around you that are bringing you down consistently. Yeah, that's another part. I mean, if you are in any Mm -hmm. kind of relationship or partnership or any ship with someone who you have repeatedly told them that this is what you can do to show me that you love me Mm -hmm. and they continuously ignore that or isolate you or make you feel unloved, get the fuck out. have enough self-love you have to start loving yourself Mm -hmm. more because this life is short yeah and tomorrow isn't promised to any of us Mm -hmm. and you don't want to live life with regrets like that's how you end up coming back in reincarnation right for all of you that are following us and believe in reincarnation i thousand percent do regret is what brings us back because we leave this world and we regret something and we're like oh my god I have to go back and finish it mm-hmm. I don't care if it's in a different body I don't care like I have to go back I have to finish that I, I gotta to- fix this and that's not how you evolve and that's what we're here to do we're here to uplift each other so we can evolve so we don't have to come back to this place if yeah. we don't want to there is so much more mm-hmm. and a lot of times if people are just negative and in their energy vampire phase or whatever mm-hmm. sometimes they need to be isolated to realize what they're doing yeah and sometimes that's what it takes for their growth we're definitely going to get into that in the next episode mm-hmm. because next episode mm-hmm. we're talking about soul contracts yes. you guys I am so excited about this next episode too this one was fun and very enlightening but the next one is going to be super deep yeah so make sure you hit that subscribe button and remember to keep your minds open namaste